Hi there. Welcome to the Joyful Rebels podcast. We've got Claire and Donna Thomas here, your mother-daughter duo. And this week's topic, we'll be talking about diet culture and how we can fight it. And disclaimer, straight off the bat, this is kind of a thinker of an episode, right, Mom? Is that, is that, <laughs> do you think, I mean, I know for me, there was a lot of reflection. This topic has shown up in so many areas of my life. Are you feeling the same way? Like disclaimer, like. <laughs> yeah, this one took my breath away. I am not going to lie. It stopped me in my tracks when I actually put words to it, the concept of diet culture and how it could apply to me, especially having a career in fitness. I am I am humbled and unpacking some things right now. So we get a chance to talk as I'm mid mid unpacking. And uh, anybody, this is where being later in the learning curve of, or later in seasons of life, uh, I've had longer time where I've spent here. And I'm not saying it's any deeper or any more challenging than anybody else's, but I have got more time logged that I didn't realize. So that's my first jump off point that uh, thank you for making a disclaimer that this is a thinker, because that would be the hope uh, from me for sure that you guys listen. Um, and that see how it applies to you if it does, because this is definitely, these are definitely some concepts that are holding me back and I can see it now, which, which it was just unclear and muddy before. So yeah. either grab a cup of tea or something, but just for the next few minutes, let's get into it and just see what it is. And is it real for you as it is for us? Yeah. So let's, you're right. Let's put a definition here. So diet culture, it's, it can be defined as a collective set of societal expectations. Uh, it tells you that, you know, there's one way to look, one way to be, one way that we should eat. Um, it can be this, honestly, insidious or, or this deep in their thinking that we're better, we're more worthy if our bodies look a certain way. And, you know, whether that's top of mind for you and that, you know, oh, yeah, I definitely that applies to me. Or again, whether if there's some, you know, peeling back the layers and thinking about it. I mean, this is something that runs deep in our culture, especially, again, if you're a woman listening to this. I mean, this is something that's drilled into us through media, through marketing all the time. Um, and honestly, you might ask yourself, like, with all we see online, sometimes they tell us, like, you know, thin is healthy. Or if it's mm -hmm. not even said, that's the idea. Thin is healthy and being fat is unhealthy. But we know that that is not the case. That is not an absolute truth. But yet we see it kind of reinforced through social media or other ways. So today we're going to end up discussing two ways that we can free ourselves from this harmful mindset that we have to look a certain way, eat a certain way to be worthy. And mom, I want to start before we get into the tips. I wanted to ask you, so you have, you know, uh, a long and storied career in the fitness industry. And sometimes, you know, diet and being thin can almost be like repackaged or disguised as wellness and being, and being healthy. So I'm just curious um, for your experience or your opinion on how that's shown up. If you have experience with diet culture showing up, especially with your background in the fitness industry. If you're watching on YouTube, you can see my face. I'm like, oh my <laughs> goodness. Great. Yes. I believe that um, just like Kentucky Fried Chicken doesn't go by fried chicken anymore. They go by KFC as a rebranding because the earlier name didn't feel healthy or that people would want to eat it. Uh, 
I absolutely was a witness. And I guess more importantly, from my stories, I was a participant in this as we would talk about and create language around um, what does it look like to be like thin? And that, that means that you're healthy and well and robust and that the two went hand in hand when they absolutely did not. And I am, I, I feel guilty. I mean, I'm going to own it for what it is and for being part in part, in part of the slipstream of what all that was. But, and you guys, I got to say, I felt like I, I took a line because I mean, I'm five, two, I've always been just kind of muscular, which has not always been a popular look. So I felt like I was on the outside. So even when there would be branding and, and marketing about, you know, getting leaned for summer or doing whatever, I, I just remember not buying into it. And so I felt like I held the line and yet it did not make me immune to either interpreting it for my own life or, you know, I spent a year as the talent scout and going to find performers and people that could teach. And, and it was really a big deal what they look like. And, and I had enough wherewithal, which is, which I'm going to continue to ponder on that when I would find somebody that was super talented um, and maybe the look wasn't there, whatever that is, I'll just, I'll use the language that we would use that I, I did have enough in my heart to just ask them the question, tell me what your fitness journey has looked like. Cause if somebody is like really taking control uh, and tried to work on themselves from the inside out, like you get credit. Like that's to me is more important than what the finished product is just today. So I just, it, it's way more insidious than I thought it was. I will continue to unpack it. I've absolutely seen it where this look equals health. And that's kind of how we try to um, have people look at it. And I also, to your earlier point, Claire, that, you know, in marketing, I'm not going to vilify marketing, but there is a, an, an element to that is if we can tell people that there's something wrong with them, then we can sell them something. Mm -hmm. And I, and, and I, I wonder if they even know how damaging that could be. Uh, Cause I think when the onslaught of messages are coming from so so many different areas, it's just hard to keep your head above water, but the longer we stay in the game and awareness is key as it always is. And, but I had such a gut punch this week when really thinking about it and seeing how pervasive it's been. And yet um, I'm hopeful that through conversations, like not only these, but you guys continue them. Like this is our goal is to elevate the conversation just to bring things to light. And then you talk about it with your friends and your daughters and your sons, and you just have more conversations so that we can, uh, not keep uh, this type of uh, damaging thought process in the shadows. We got to bring it out into the light. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I like how you <laughs> said the rebranding there, though, because I think that's what it is. And I think there's that catch all term of wellness that uh, sometimes you have to ask, especially if you're looking through accounts or being inundated on social media. Like, are they just trying to sell me something? I think that's just an important point, honestly, to make whatever our topic is. Like if yeah. someone is telling you there's something wrong with you, then what? <laughs> then what are they trying to say? Uh, so today we've got two tips for you to try on and try out to help to just remove yourself from this diet culture. Because again, if you're a woman, you've probably been inundated with this way of thinking for maybe as long as you can remember. And I know me personally, like, yes, it's something that's shown up in my life. Tip number one, again, to fight back against diet culture is to be really intentional with your words. 
Okay. And this one is personal to me. So when we're talking about intentional with your words, I'm specifically talking about when you're commenting or even if you think you're complimenting someone else. So the tip here is maybe we don't need to be commenting on someone else's body because it can be a dangerous game. You don't know what that person is going through. So let me back up. I'll give one example. After my son was born, I now have three kids and my husband, he spends part of the week out of town. He works a few hours away. And so after his short little paternity leave and he left, I'm left with the three kids, including a newborn. And it was really overwhelming. And I'm not usually one, at least at the time, that was going to ask for help. That was when I was in my um, kind of describing myself as very anxious. Oh, I have anxiety as if it was, that was a label for me. I was feeling so anxious. My eating habits were not good. And mentally, it was maybe the most unhealthy that I've ever been. So I ended up losing a bunch of weight. And what happened then? Inundated, absolutely inundated with comments from people. You look great. Oh, my gosh, you lost that baby weight. What are you doing? You look so good. And I would kind of laugh and most of the time just smile because I didn't want to get into it. With some people I was closer to, I'd be like, literally not eating because I'm so anxious my stomach hurts. Like, Hmm. it's... This is not a good thing. I am not, I'm not muscular. I'm not feeling strong and healthy. I'm feeling ick. So that was really a key point in my journey against diet culture that, no, you know, I don't want to be a part of that. Like moving forward, you don't know someone's story of why they look a certain Mm -hmm. way. And so we don't need to fall prey to that commenting on how someone looks. And again, the reason being, Let's not even participate in this diet culture if we can, right? It's got its claws sunk into us, but what can we do even if it's a small step? And so it's something that I talk to my kids about as well. But you, you know, and and a lot of times what? These comments are well-intentioned. Someone's trying to be nice to you, but what's the underlying message there? Oh, smaller is better, right? Mm -hmm. That's the message. Even if they're not saying it, oh, you look great now that you're smaller. Well, it's not too hard to take that leap. Oh, because smaller is better. So what can you do? Well, if you really want to comment on someone's appearance, maybe focus on something that was intentional that they did. Maybe it's accessories. Like, oh, I love someone's earrings. Or if I see someone with really funky hair, I'm going to be honest, like, especially my girls, I'm like, oh, I love your hair. Because I do. And I know that's something that they chose to do. Right. Um, But also, and I don't know if this is the more radical tip here, but you can just opt out of body talk at all. You don't have to comment on someone else's body. And mom, you mentioned how this is something that we deal with. And maybe it's something that we're, for me, I know personally, when I'm talking with my kids and when they're just observing my behaviors, I would like them to start off from a point that where they're not having to unlearn all these things. And I know Mm -hmm. I can't control all aspects of their life, but if I can just give them a good base of, you know, coming from somewhere where they can fight this diet culture. And so one of the things we just, we don't need to talk about someone's body. Oh, you look great today. No, we don't have to do that. Oh, I love your energy. That was a great smile. That was a funny thing you said. Whoa, your garden looks great. Like there are other ways to compliment someone that don't even include their body at all. And that's, that's the safe bet. Cause again, we don't know someone's story and that person that you're complimenting, they could have an illness, Mm. you know, physical or mental. Like you just, you don't know. And so the safe bet is be intentional with your words and avoid that commenting on the body. Mm. Woo. <laughs> so good though. I like when, uh, when I see somebody that looks like just looks great and that's a subjective thing. 
what I notice and the language that comes to me is like, you got this thing that's coming off of your vitality. Like mm. that's the thing that people notice. It doesn't have to be like the first thing is like, cause you're lean. No. So I, you know, again, it's kind of an unpacking and a, if I know the origin of where it's coming from and I want to be intentional, then that words come easier. So that's a work in progress for sure. So I like that tip about being intentional. That makes a lot of sense. The second tip is to befriend your body. You know, it sounds kind of granola crunching to me. I'm gonna not going to lie. It's like, be your friend with your body. That shouldn't be so hard. And yet sometimes it's really hard. I uh, intellectually, I know that there are basically three different types of body, body types, body shapes. There's an endomorph, which is rounder. Maybe somebody that's got more hips. Just, just, like if you're listening, like, you know, if you're an endomorph, like you're just curvier, they call them curvy girls, uh, ectomorph, ecto. It's like sharper. They're leaner, straighter up and down. Like there's just a, maybe those people that are just naturally leaner. That's just, how, you know, them. they're, they're, that's who they are. It's not because of their behavior. Usually it's just, they kind of came out and that's just what they look like. And then you have the people that are the mesomorphs or they, they just carry M, M muscle. And I remember that's me. That's you, Claire. I think we're mesomorphs. The, the mesomorphs, then I just remember when being younger and like not wanting to be that, like not wanting to be more muscular. That wasn't what the standard of beauty was at the time, which by the way, is an external thing. We get to say what is beautiful. And and I love it when we're surrounded by our people, when we're like, they love you for who you are and what you, you know, like all of that. So there's a way to combat it, but somehow there's a standard of beauty that is sort of agreed upon and promoted. And I remember just not feeling a part of that when now being able to build some muscles is the golden ticket. So I'm like, you guys hang in there as long as you can, because you know, for me, it's about instead of trying to be smaller, that I just decide I'm not playing the game anymore. I really had a big epiphany where, long story short, the last time that I felt really lean, if I thought of the circumstances around it, like you, Clary, like having a newborn, being stressed out, and that, you know, having an effect on your habits and making you look lean. But inside, you were like, eh. Mm-hmm. Last time I was super lean, I was getting ready for uh, having a big shoulder replacement surgery. So I wasn't lifting any weights. I was in constant pain. I wasn't sleeping at night, but the number on the scale looked lower. And so somehow my like subconscious, I'm like, that's a number just in one of the many variables of how to, you know, how you're looking at how you live your life and just one of the metrics. But somehow that had more power when I thought, if that means going back to feeling like that, forget it. So I'm like, I'm not playing the game. And I will, again, will always give you credit for being on the leading edge of this, Claire. I, you know, I learned so much from you. I'm like, I'm just going to lift. I I changed my goal from getting leaner to being stronger. And you know, what's funny is that I think I'm kind of getting bigger. Like I'm I'm getting more muscle, like in my back and then like, you know, I get like my, my big house and in my legs and stuff. And I am all about it. And I know that, you know, now the conversation is how do I want to be in another 20 years? Like I am setting myself up to be around for you guys and and to live a life where I can choose what I want to do and I've got margin. And I, I just wish I knew it earlier. But again, I know you know the stuff when you need to know it. But I just I I if you feel like you're fighting, then just be like, I'm not playing that game anymore. Like you can choose to just go in a different route. And that's another way to actually befriend your body and meet it where it's at in this season of your life. 
instead of holding on to an ideal or a past memory that really doesn't serve you anymore for a variety of reasons. Does that make sense? Yeah, I'm digging that one. And I feel like it's been just years and years to get to this point where I agree with you. Like I, I had to ditch the scale. I've said this in a past episode before because there's just that part of me that cares so much about a number that reflected a time in my life where everything else was not good. Mm. And like you said, in another 20 years, like we know, like there's good science that more muscle is equals better bone health, which is strongly correlated with longevity. So, hey, if you're talking about being around in a couple decades, what kind, what kind of life do you want to live? Because if I'm talking about being my tiny, tiniest self, that's not my strong self. I'm not going to be robust. I'm not going to have any vitality. I'm going to be way more risk of ring- injury and potentially a shortened lifespan. So I think this befriend your body also speaks to the bigger picture of like, what's your why? Like what does really matter? Because you said that you talked about standards of beauty and yes, that's absolutely part of diet culture and the fact that it changes and it, are we just always going to be at the whims of this thing that changes? And as we said earlier, there's always going to be marketing that's telling you that there's something wrong with you. So even if you fit in with whatever the standard of beauty, right, there's going to be, you know, there's still something wrong with you, something you need to change. So instead of always being resistant to it, what we're offering today are some ways to remove yourself, at least partially, because I think it's impossible unless, you know, you ditch internet completely and go, you know, live in a cave to (laughs) remove yourself. Which sounds good sometimes. I'm not going to (laughs) lie. But to be able to do that, I mean, realistically, probably not. But at Joyful Rebels, we're about these, you know, realistic tips. And hey, it might sound simple. That doesn't mean it's easy. Mm. So for you listening, as we said in the beginning, this episode might be more about having to think. So are to do for you is just to have a think about what we said is is this always on your mind that oh i have to look a certain way and when you looked whatever you think this highlight reel is of your life how were you feeling at the time but also let's look to the future and the person that you want to be in the future tip number one be intentional with your words Like, let's just try it out let's see if we can move away from complimenting about people's bodies and tip number two Let's befriend our bodies. Let's at least try because the more effort, the more time we put in, it will get a little bit easier. Until next time, Rebels.